Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Amen. Let's get our Bibles today. We're going to a very familiar passage of Scripture. If you've been in church for any length of time, you've heard this passage, but I feel like that we need to visit it today. Going to the book of Romans, chapter number 8, and verse 28. Praise God. I think we probably could quote that without it even being up on the screen, but, but to assist us, it'll be on the screen. Romans 8 and 28 can we read it aloud together and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose again and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose I want to talk to you today about being under construction. Somebody say with me, I am under construction. My mind went today as I was studying this message is that he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. I'm not there yet, but he's still working on me. I don't want him to quit. How about you? I'm just under construction. Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for your people that have gathered. Father, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to share your word. God, I pray, Lord, that you would take our limitations, our frailties, and our weakness. Let your strength, Lord, be made perfect in that. We're going to give you the praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord bless you. Amen. You can be seated under construction. Under construction. When you consider the work of the Lord, our God is not necessarily, you you might want to use the term evolving that somebody's involving, but I, I, I like the word building and creating. He's creating. He's still building. He didn't just create in creation uh, in Genesis chapter 1, but he is still creating today. He is a progressive, proactive God. Amen. He's not a passive, unconcerned. Came in contact this week with a, 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 a doctrine that says that God doesn't know everything. He's limited in his knowledge. Therefore, he doesn't know the outcome. I'm telling you, I want to serve a God that knows it all. That's the God we serve. He knows everything. From the beginning of time, God has been busy working on his ultimate plan, and that is man and the redemption of man. We find that God is busy. He's working. He's the God of work. The Bible says in Exodus 34 and 10, Behold, I make a covenant before all thy people. I will do marvels. I will do marvels. Such it have not been done in the earth, nor in any nation. And, and all the people among which are, thou art shall see 
the work of the Lord, and this is the response, and it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. The word terrible is a, in our vernacular would be the word awesome. It is an awesome thing. It is an awe-inspiring thing when you consider what God is doing and how he's working. The psalmist declared, I will meditate, 77 and 12. I will meditate also of all thy work and the talk of thy doings. God, you're busy, you're working. Psalm 92 and 4, for thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. You're working. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. God is working today. Psalm 9 and 1 says, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. Hallelujah, the psalmist said, tell of his wondrous works. He also said all his works are done in truth. He declared in 77 and 10, he said, this is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work. Think about what God has done. Think about his works. I'll think about how he has made this world from one side of the universe to the other side of the universe and how he has created both the small things and the unseen things, the atoms and the molecules and, and how he has made the seen things, the stars and the, and the sun and the moon and the earth and the trees and all that we see and puts them all together. The other night we were uh, eating uh, uh, at Jiffy Treat with the family, grabbed a, a, a shake, and, and uh, there was one of these, what do you call it, Sister Tiffany, the moth? Luna. Luna moth. And, and she had done a study on that on Luna moth, and, and, and they only live about eight days, and the only pers, pers, purpose they have is just to live. They, they're, they're not good for anybody, to, anything to eat, and they don't eat anything. They're just born and they die within eight days. But they are remarkably beautiful. And God, God made them just for the wonder and the awe. And if he did that out of the simple things, if he did that out of the animal kingdom, then what is he doing for you and for me? He's working. Somebody say God is working. The Bible tells us that uh, uh, each generation, Psalm 45 and 4, one generation shall praise thy works to another generation. One generation shall praise thy works to another generation. Amen. I will speak, verse 5 says, uh, of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. God is in construction. He is working constantly. Amen. He is doing things behind the scenes. And when it came to man, the psalmist also declared, I'll praise thee. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Hallelujah. He's the worker. Amen. And we are the product. He is the creation, or he is the creator, and we're the creation. He is the potter, and we are the clay. And when Jesus came, he said, I came to do the work of my Father. I come to finish his work, John 4 and 34. In John 5 and 17, he says, My Father worketh hereto, and I work. I'm going to do something. 
something. I'm going to continue something. I'm going to do the work. Amen. John 9 and 4. I must work the works of him that sent me while in his day because there's coming a time when no man can work. Jesus came to exhibit God's wonder working power. Amen. Have you come to know him as the wonder worker? Have you come to know him that he is on a mission to create, but not only to create, but to complete. He's not here just simply to make something, but to complete it in the process. And I don't know about you, but I am under construction. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. He's still working on me. Created in Christ Jesus under good works. Hallelujah. We are his workmanship. We are the church that is his workmanship. He's got a beautiful church. I don't know about you, but sometimes I see so many references to how bad the church is, how weak the church is. Hogwash. God's still got a church. God's still got a people, amen. I, 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 I follow a certain podcast that I probably will no longer follow anymore. I understand what the author was talking about, but I got an email about his latest uh, uh, blog post and he said, revival is dead. I don't know about you, but I don't want to follow anything that's talking about revival dying. I believe God's still working. He still demonstrates his power, his workmanship. Paul said, being confident of this very thing, Philippians 1 and 6, being very confident of this one very thing, he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, each one of us has a reason for being on this planet. Each one of us has a purpose for being in this place. Each one of us has a purpose for being in this church. Amen. And that is to know that God began something in us and he wants to finish. Don't give up in the middle of construction. I know it can get dusty and I know it can get dirty and I know it can get messy and I know that things look all uh, turned upside down during construction but if God is working on me, he said he would finish the work. He would finish the work. He will finish the work. Paul said and we know he's writing to a church in Rome, and writing also to us. And we know. Somebody say, we know. We know. You can be confident in this construction plan. We know is an assured fact of faith that the security of God's purpose is not based upon my current position. It's not based upon my current feelings. God's purpose in my life is not based upon my current status, but I'm under construction. You don't look at, at the construction and say, well, it's done. Hey, Amen. There's sometimes that constructions, they will have to build scaffolding all around the construction and it's just only there for the time to build what is important and the scaffolding is taken away. Don't look at the scaffolding and say, well, that's an ugly building. But rather look at it and say, I wonder what's behind the scaffolding. I wonder what's behind the circumstance. What you're dealing with and where, what you are going through is not your 
construction finished, but it is God is working on you. And we know, and we know, we know beyond doubt that he said he'd work on us. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is the creator that makes all things good in his time. We may not understand his construction, but God is working. We may not have it all figured out, because we cannot see the end result, but God is working. I think one of the most amazing things to me is a blueprint. And when you get blueprints and you, you have the architect that lays it all out there and, and, and the, 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 the one that is putting the foundation in has a blueprint. The one that is putting the, the, the studs up has a blueprint. All the codes. The one that is doing the electric has a, has a blueprint. And, and the one doing the plumbing, they have a blueprint. And, and those that are doing a, a, a different parts of that construction of that building all have a blueprint. But it's just one finished product when it's all done. Amen. God may be working over here on you and me in this area. And God may be working over here and it looks like, well, I don't think I'll ever amount to anything. And I'll never see the end result. Can some Somebody say, I'm still under construction. Don't give up on me. Don't throw me away. Amen. The potter doesn't throw the clay away while he's working on me. I want to, my job is let him work on me. My job is that if it needs to be torn down and fixed, then tear it down and fix it. But oh God, don't stop working on me. Somebody say it's a confident construction project. Confident, and we know. It is a comprehensive construction project. We know that all things, all things, God has a utterly comprehensive working purpose for your life. I don't know that... that I was listening to a song this past week the gay vocal band come out with a new project and one of the songs needs to be scratched because it's just, just, I don't like it. You know, as Bill Gaither can only do, he writes a song and he says, I got older much quicker than I thought. Who needs that song? I don't need reminded about I got older. But standing here today at 50 seven years old. Sometimes I feel like, well, I got gray hair and I got no hair. I should have some smarts. Uh, I, I've been around a while. I should understand only to realize he's still working on me. I haven't got there yet, but I want him to work on me. Amen, I want him to work. If there's something that needs to be corrected in me, oh God, would you work on me? Oh God, would you work on me? We know that all things, He's got a comprehensive plan that takes this piece and that piece. And I love what Brother Comer said to the men Tuesday night when he said, when Samson needed a weapon, God, a long time ago, before that, had a donkey die and decay so he could reach down and pick up that, that jawbone of the donkey. Can you imagine if it had been a chicken? <laughs> or, or, or just a, a muskrat or... 
You know, but he had what he needed and God prepared it ahead of time. Amen. God's got some things lined out for you that's waiting for you to get there. But if we refuse the construction now, we won't see it when we get there. He's still working on you. He's still working on you. Don't give up in the process. Well, I feel a little cold. I feel a little indifferent. Well, let him work on you a little bit. All things. I believe Paul is saying here, God uses all elements of heaven and earth to work for your good. He employs forces seen and unseen for your good. In the animal kingdom and the mineral and vegetable kingdom, for your good. The saved and the lost, for your good. Demons and angels, Did you say God sent a, a demon for my good? Mm-hmm. He didn't say that all things were good. He said that all things work. All things work. Amen. Uh, amen. Some manuscripts say all things work together. Others say God works all things together. Either way, the truth is evident. God is in control of manipulating things for your good. He could take a bad situation and turn it around to be something awesome. God never promised us that we would be exempt from bad things. He never promised us that we'd never have a problem or a trial or a test. But what he did promise us is that all things, all things are working under construction not there yet haven't made it yet it may be a lifelong construction but he's working it look at 2 Corinthians 7 or chapter 4 rather in verse 7 you've heard this before we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us we're troubled on every side yet not distressed We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus, the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Then jump down to verse 15. After he's talking about all that we go through, then he said, for all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh, worketh for us works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, don't look at the construction and call it a finished product. He said all things work together, work together. So what does God do? He's like a chemist And he's mixing a little bit of this in your life, a little bit of that in your life, and he's mixing this so he can get the finished product that he wants. And he sees you from the end to the beginning. God 
harmonizes circumstances that seem random and, and, and non, not connected, but he harmonizes them together. So when you step back, you could say, hmm, that's what God is, was doing. He's developing my life for his purpose. He's putting us in a place of construction for our good. Amen. I'm glad to know the day that he is both the author and the finisher of my faith. I know that he started it, but he's going to complete it. Hallelujah. It's not that all things work out. Uh, all things are good, but God can take tragedy and God can take trial and he'll mix it together in such a way that when you come out on the other side, you can say, I thank God he had my best interest at heart. All things work together for good. Somebody say, for good. Not all things work out good, but all things work together for good because it's talking about the ultimate end of the construction. Suffering still has pain. Anybody know that? Still has pain. Tragedy still brings loss. Sickness is often accompanied by sorrow. Sin brings shame. Notwithstanding, the outcome of all of these are working to our eventual good because God is in control. He's the master carpenter. He is the one constructing our life. Amen. I, I, I do want to tell you this, though. Contrary to some uh, prosperity doctrines, uh, your happiness and my personal happiness is not the focus of God for my life. His purpose is the focus for my life. What he wants me to be is the focus of his working on me. Hallelujah. There are those today that says, well, if God loved me, then I'd all be happy and we'd all have apple pie and ice cream and, and life would be rosy and everything would be good but that's not his way that's not how he works yes he can bring joy in the deepest of sorrows and he does yes he can bring joy in the hardest of hurts and he does but the ultimate plan of God is your best he wants your best for your life and where you're at right now may not seem like much but if you'll let him work on you the result is what he's looking at, the purpose, purpose. How many of you have ever had construction in your house while you're living in it? How many of you would do that again? I, you can't see, the, the, there's one hand that went up. I, there had to be 15 hands that went up that had construction in your home while you're living in it, and one hand went up afterwards. Construction's tough while you're living in it. I can witness to that. I can witness to that. It's tough. Sometimes when God's working on your life, <clears throat> you're choking out dust and <clears throat> problems and issues. And man, if I was further along, I'd be past this. If I was much more spiritual, I could get over this. If I was wiser, then I would be able to deal with this. But what God is doing is that he's sanding some stuff down. He's knocking some rough edges off because he, as Malachi said, is at the refiner's fire. He's at the thermostat of our life and, and he controls the temperature of up and down and the conflicts and the issues in our life. We've just got to be willing to say God work on me 
have some sin in our life, Lord, turn the spotlight upon me. Let me see it, God. I don't want it to sidetrack me. I don't want it to derail and delay the construction. I want the construction to work freely in my life. How about you? The ultimate goal of construction is God's purpose. Somebody say God's purpose. Philippians 2 and 13 says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. We are in a day where everybody wants their self-interest. They want what's for them. They want their situation to be just what they want it to be. But God is working both to do the will and working his good pleasure, his pleasure, not mine. I have found, I don't know about you, but I have found the moments I resist God's working is that's when life really gets tough. Let me say that again. When I resist God's working in my life, that's when life really gets tough. Ephesians 3 and 20. That powerful verse also talks about how God works in us. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Worketh in us. Colossians 1 and 29. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Work in me, God. Work in me, God. Work in me, God. I don't want a chicken coop on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. I don't want my life to be on that foundation and all I've got is a shack and a shed. But oh God, build something in me. Let it be something that is to your glory and to your honor. Let my life be a reflection of that. We work with God as he works on us. James 1 and 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein and being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. A doer of the work. You got to pick up your hammer sometime and say, okay, God, I'm joining in this construction. I got this issue. I've got this problem. I've got this situation. God, and while you're working, I'm going to help you work. What does that say? I'm going to worship like I've never worshiped before. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. Lord, let me work with you as you're working on me. Let me not be the resistance, but let me be compliable and flexible. And so, Lord, you can work with me. Somebody say I'm under construction. Just under construction. Reflect with me for just a moment of Jacob. Jacob was in a situation in his life. His children were gone, grown rather, and Benjamin was still a young boy, but Joseph had been taken away from him. He thought he was dead. Reuben had been disgraced. Judah had been dishonored. Simeon was in prison. His beloved Rachel was dead. Famine was threatening their existence. His family was about to starve. Now Benjamin had to appear before the Egyptian governor before they can get any supplies released. 
This is what this is what Jacob said. Keep that in mind. This is all swirling around in his head. My beloved son Joseph is dead. Reuben is disgraced. Judah is dishonored. Simeon is in prison. Rachel is dead. Famine is about to kill my family. And now they want Benjamin. Look what, what this is what Jacob said. 42:36 of Genesis. And Jacob their father said unto them, Me have you bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, Simeon is not, and you will take away, you will take Benjamin away. Then look what he said. All these things are against me. Have you ever felt like that? You begin to take inventory of where your life is and what you've gone through and what you've had to endure, watch where you've been, and you say, I have. All these things are against me. But he couldn't see the construction for the scaffolding and the issues and the dust. He couldn't see what God is doing because Joseph surely was sold into slavery hit by the jealousy of his brothers. And, and you know the story, went to prison went, and then ultimately wound up in the palace. And this is what Joseph said when it, the time come to make a statement about these issues and all these things, talking about the exact same things that his father Jacob was talking about. He said, you meant it for evil, but God brought it or meant it unto good. You thought evil against me. Amen. You see, there is a difference in looking at it in your life. You can either look at it like Jacob and say, all these things are against me, or you can say, it was bad. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was horrible. I'm not trying to be ignorant. Amen. I'm not trying to be just super, super pie in the sky and Mr. Fluffy Christian, but what I'm saying is that it's God. God's still working. It's God. Not these things are against me, but rather God's working them out for my good. At times, the chances of anything good coming out of a situation and circumstances seems slim to none. But God knows where we are. God knows what we need. And he sees the view, the view of the situation from the end to the beginning. Our job is trust and obey. For there is no other way, the song says, to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Now, this, this great promise of his construction is not without qualifications. For he said, this promise is to them that love God. Not everybody gets it. Not everybody sees it. The language here that, that brings this to us is in the present tense. So it's not saying to them that loved God but to the, or to them that will love God. But it speaks about those that are loving God presently. Ongoing. Relationship. A person who is lost cannot claim this passage or this promise until he loves God. But once you love God, you are a candidate for having a good construction job on your life. The nature of loving God is obedience. The true, to truly love God means I'll comply. I will obey. 
not just simply with a legalistic, pharisaical approach, but a genuine heart of obedience that says, I'll look at the impossibility, but if you say go, I'll go. If you say stay, I'll stay. If you tell me in the word, turn right, God, let me turn right. Hallelujah. At the very heart of our relationship with God is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with everything that is in us. Do you love him in the construction zone? Do you love him in the time when God's working on you? The dust is settling. Some of you feel like God stuck a stick of dynamite into your life and blew it up. But what he did is that he come and he's making something and the dust is settling. And if you'll hold on, you'll begin to see a more beautiful picture. A more beautiful picture of what God wants to do in your life. Oh God, you did this to me. Oh God, oh do you love him? Do you love him? Then I have a promise and you have a promise that he's working all things together. Somehow he can pull this mess and that mess and create a beautiful edifice somehow God can take a heartache and turn it into a triumph just love him love him love God God is looking for us to love him without a doubt our love for God is imperfect and inferior at its best we make mistakes, we stumble, we fall, but getting back up again, love him. Lord, I love you. Anybody besides me ever done something you shouldn't have done? Are you gone through something and you wish you'd done something different? Oh, God, I, I just want to go back to the altar and tell you I love you. I love you today. I love you today, Lord. Hallelujah. And I'll just say that because I want you to work, but I know, I know you've got... My best interest at heart. My best interest. I was talking to Brother David yesterday about one of the greatest rebukes that Jesus ever gave was to one of his disciples. Not a Pharisee, but to his own disciple. When he looked at Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. I don't know about you, but I would want to have a, if there was a hole that big around, I would try to just fall right in it. Could you imagine Jesus looking at you and calling you Satan? What would cause Jesus to do such a stern pronouncement? Because Peter said, oh, you're not going to the cross. You're not going to the cross. I know better. I mean, he was still in that mindset swinging a sword. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he was still thinking that. But Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Why? Because to God, purpose is everything. Even when it doesn't look good. Peter was thinking, that doesn't look good. That does not look good. You, no, you're not going to die. God forbid. Shut up, Satan. Why? Because purpose. He said, this is why I came. This is why I was born. This is why I'm here. I'm here to head to Calvary. Did he like it? No. 
He was in such agony that his sweat became great drops of blood. But what he was doing is that he was making something for you and for me. He was making a way of redemption so that you and I could be saved. That is the purpose of God from the foundation of the world. And Peter's standing there saying something else. Listen, devil, you can't tell me stop on my purpose. I'm going to keep working on my purpose even when I don't understand it. Even when it's not clear, I'm going to keep on working on it. I'm going to keep on worshiping. I'm going to keep on moving forward. So that's the qualification of construction. Love God. The second qualification for this construction project is to them who are the called. To them that are the called. The recipients of this promised love God, but they have been invited by God to join in his purpose. The called rest in the knowledge that their future is in the hands of their creator. They trust God because he is the one in charge, not their life's treasure. Their security comes from heaven, not from earth. Their source of strength comes from the Holy Spirit and not from their own ability. Go back and read up because you will find the verses ahead of this says that that when we don't know what to say and we don't know how to pray, that the Holy Spirit prays for us and intercedes for us. Amen. I'm not in this alone. I've got the power of the Spirit. I'm not hanging out to dry in the construction dust by myself. Amen. Then you'll read afterwards and it says that he always already knows. He's got a predestination for us. He's got a destination purpose for you. Praise God. According I got to love the Lord and I'm called according to his purpose. According to Vine's dictionary, the Greek word for purpose here means a setting forth. It is a word that is also used for the Showbread, the table of showbread, bears a unique typology with the purpose of God. Since the bread on the table was always before the Lord, it literally means the bread of my face. The table of shoebread signifies that God is my provider. He is going to be my sustainer. So when he says, who are the called according to his Shoe bread, according to his provisions, according to his purpose, according to what he's got on the table. Amen. I, I, I got to take what he has on the table and it will be sufficient for me. It was a reminder, the shoe bread was a reminder that God would supply our needs. Second Timothy 1 and 9, who hath saved us. And called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. I'm under construction. I'm under construction. How about you? I'm under construction. We find that Ephesians 1 and 10 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, which both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to his purpose of him who worketh all all things after the counsel of his will. Come here, Brother Daniel. Help me just for a minute. Praise God. Brother Daniel stands as the fulfilled picture of purpose. 
Praise God. Come, Brother Cole, come help me. Brother Cole is representing the construction project. God's working on me. He's working on me. Kind of like that old truck you worked on. Yeah, wasn't that, wasn't that something? That's something. Is it finished? Almost. Almost, okay. See, that's exactly what, what life is. Just, just almost. It's looking good. So you're right here. And that's where God wants you to be. He wants you to be standing in that place. But sometimes he'll take you over here. And you're saying, oh, but God, it's over there. No, no, no. I got, I got, to, I got to work on this part. I got to work on that part. And so he takes you over here. And he works on over here. And then over there, and he takes you this. Kind of, you remember Family Circus in the, in the papers? And they did the boys that would go out and they'd tell them, go get something. And that line would be all over the picture where he'd been. You know, it's like, God, can't you just take me straight? He took Israel 40 years in a family circus. All in the wilderness because he had a plan. Don't get caught up where you are right now. Just keep on following the Lord because ultimately he'll bring you to the finished product. And when he does, it's going to look good. It's going to be right. It's going to be right. Amen. And I don't know. It may be that one of these days I, 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 I won't know what that is until I see him face to face. But until then, we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God to them that are the called according to his purpose would you stand with me please thank you gentlemen he's working on you he's working on you amen how many of you feel like your faith is under construction. Are you with me today? Your faith is under. You're not there yet. You haven't arrived yet. But you know that God's working on you. Amen. I, I, I must admit to you, I'm under construction today. I feel like the Lord has just worked me over. But I want him to. I want him to work on me. If you feel like the same way, that you haven't arrived, you haven't gotten to that place and maybe you feel like you've taken three steps forward and two steps back and three steps forward and two steps back. God, keep working on me. Let me be what you want me to be. The ultimate thing is that God wants us to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. I want to be like Jesus. How about you? If you feel that same way with me today, will you come stand here? Just begin to lift up your voice. Begin to lift up your heart right now to the Lord and say, Oh God, today, today, I surrender to the construction. I surrender to the construction. Lord, I'll deal with the dust. I'll deal with the disappointments. I'll deal with, Lord Jesus, the issues in my life. God, help me, Lord, if there is things that I've done wrong. Oh Lord, I want, to, I want you to clean me. Let my heart be clean. Let my spirit be right. Lord, let my motives be right. Work on me, Jesus. Work on me, Jesus. Work on me, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Work on me, Lord. I've got to be better. I've got to be more like you. Forgive me, Lord, for the times that I'm not. Oh, master, creator, grand architect of my life, grand weaver of my life. Lord, work on me. Help me. Help me today, Lord Jesus, to be pliable in your hands. Help me today to be submitted to your hands. Lord, I thank you, God. forward I'm moving forward just keep stepping one step of faith after another hallelujah let him work on you oh my attitude Lord I thank you God working on my attitude Lord the secret places of my heart oh God I pray Lord Jesus you are Lord just be Lord of, the, of, of every part of my life hallelujah let me be open and transparent before you God if there's something that's not like you oh Lord then take it I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. I glorify you today. I glorify and magnify your name. You are holy. You are holy. You're holy and you're working. You're working. I can't understand it for the, for the scaffolding. I can't understand it for the dust. But Lord, you're working. You're working in me. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Saturday.